Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Chaser Report, global world international news headlines update with Rebecca De Unamuno. A man who spends most of his life posing for photos making cubby houses has questioned why he didn't get invited to an important global climate change summit. Scott Morrison, a do-it-yourself hobbyist who occasionally runs the country, said he was outraged that organisers of the summit thought he wasn't taking climate change seriously. Donald Trump has begun workshopping fresh conspiracies for his 2024 election loss. Trump met with his most trusted non-jailed allies at a conveniently located landscaping car park to run through his best excuse ideas, making this the most work he has ever put into planning for an election to date. In the end, Trump is understood to have settled for reusing Hillary Clinton's emails again as the designated 2024 conspiracy. The federal government has announced plans to restrict Santa Claus to only being able to gift the kids of Australia cashless debit cards. The minister in charge, Anne Rustin, claims it will bring dignity to lazy children while also dealing a massive blow to the socialism that Santa tries to spread each Christmas. That's the latest Chaser news. Check out chaser.com.au for more updates. And now here's Zoe, Charles and Dom. Thanks, Beck. Some incredible news around the world for this mini edition of the Chaser Report. International Global News World Roundup. Breakdancing is being included in the 2024 Paris Olympics aura. The breakdancing. Dom, I'm willing to call this for what it is, which is completely racist. This is an absolutely racist idea and I think it is appalling that breakdancing should be allowed anywhere near the Olympics. Everyone knows that white people have no rhythm and so therefore they're completely excluded. Like it's it's bad enough that, you know, we can't run very fast, but, you know, at least that's not sort of a cliché, whereas there's no chance that any white person will ever be able to win this this competition. Yeah, but, but basketball's in the Olympics and white men can't jump. <laughs> it's been there for a while. What do you think, Zoe? Are you more pro-baked? Is anyone going to defend breakdancing uh, in 2024? I mean, like, I find it hard to defend breakdancing in any context, um, let alone, um, let alone a, on a global uh, sporting sporting field. But I mean, look, I guess, I guess it is what it is. I mean, what do you like? Do you like? I didn't. I truly didn't know anyone's. I mean, maybe it's because I'm old and boring, but I, I didn't really know it was still a thing. Well, it's very athletic. I, I assume it must be a thing in France. You know how you go to France mm. and there's and the eighties are still going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they have sort of like those daggy collared t-shirts and things like that, and that's that's the fashion and and sort of 
Um, sorry, 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 sorry. Just, just again, Charles, are you just informing us? This is your sartorial understanding of Parisian fashion. Please go again. Loose, loose shirts. Loose I, I, baggy. Oh, okay, I just realised. Yeah. Walked into a minefield. I'm just going to slowly yeah. back out of that. The notion of that was the minefield. Not calling breakdancing <laughs> racist. Notion of Charles Firth <laughs> insulting the French for their fashion. I just think. I just think. This is what I think is. Because, I mean, you dress, you dress, I just have to tell everyone, if they don't know, you dress like a seven-year-old boy. Um, well, I've, what do you mean? I've got shorts and a T-shirt on. What's wrong with that? That's You wear, you always wear like a little baseball cap mm. and, you know, little like shorts and it's like, like you have borrowed them from one of your, your, cha- your children. Yeah, a seven-year-old boy who can't quite get to Kmart just to go to Target instead. It is true that my 12-year-old now just considers my clothes, his clothes, and he just, we, like, he just, whenever I get a nice T-shirt, he just takes it. Yeah, well, it's because you spent so much time in Paris <laughs> getting all the lovely loose T-shirts. I feel like, though, um, <laughs> there's going to be a great element of this breakdancing Olympics, which is comedy. I mean, generally the Olympics is not very entertaining. I mean, mm. uh, uh, beach volleyball is occasionally, you know, something synchronised swimming, there's a few laughs at times, but breakdancing is going to be uh, – that's my first priority. To forget the swimming – Forget athletics. I'm watching the breakdancing in 2024. It is enormously entertaining, breakdancing. I actually used to do breakdancing when I was sort of <laughs> six or seven years old. I remember when Thriller came out and me and my friend Dave Parker, who lived in the house behind me, we just spent, we just spent you know, months um, practising all of Michael Jackson's mood. Could you do a backspin? Yeah, because it, back then Michael Jackson was a black man, but of course... <laughs> Why are you making everything about oh, sorry. race? <laughs> no, look. no, we just aspired to be like him. Um, and it turned out he then ended up being very similar looking to us. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on and back out of this whole topic of conversation. Um, if uh, if the, the chaser gets cancelled, because just don't forget um, it was Charles and not me. Yep. All right. Um, now, someone has made an actual Star Wars lightsaber. And look, I know that for years there have been plastic toy lightsabers there's kind of a light in them that lights up no no this is a thing that can cut metal mm. it's a sort of plasma beam wow um, it can do that and but the only thing is uh, like it looks like a lightsaber it kind of extends in a beam but it has to be connected to a massive tanks of oxygen and propane so the portability is not quite there yet mm. but it is an actual working lightsaber i've just realized this segment is incredibly nerdy so far screw it um what do you think is there use for an actual lightsaber is this a helpful domestic tool that's been invented by this massive nerd well let's face it I, i'm pretty sure there are at least three and a half billion man children out there who are definitely going to buy this as soon as they solve the whole large tanks problem. Like, I am definitely buying this. To do what? Well, the, for the kids, for the kids, to, to discipline the kids. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you know, also, no practical, like, to cut their lunches. Like, well, what a great way to <laughs> Oh, hold on, Hartley, I just need to make your lunch. Hold on. I'll just get out the lightsaber to cut it. Vroom. Yeah, cut the, the lunches yeah. and the, the, the table that you're yeah. doing the lunches on. And also, look, you know, I'm not sure I know who my father is, but I'll tell you what, I'd like to have a lightsaber handy in case I find out. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, until about a year ago, I honestly thought it was a life, uh, a lightsaver. So, um, so I've got no idea. I'm like, I, I've never seen a Star Wars. Um, I got laughed at recently for, um, for, uh, 
referring to um, a character, Jar Jar the Binks. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I uh, won't. I probably won't be getting a light saber, but at least I know it's a B now, this is, and not this a V. This is a rare moment in the history of working with Zoe, which we've done for a few years. I'm going to saber, mm. which I'm going to savor. Uh, whoops, which is where <laughs> the the joke was about her not knowing anything and being a bit mm. of an idiot, rather than us, Charles. This yeah. is this is so rare. I, I think you'd like Star Wars, Zoe, especially all the break dancing scenes in it. It's really good. <laughs> Olympian, really. All right, and finally, um, while we've all been dealing with the pandemic, as we know, it's very bad in the UK. They've just started um, vaccinating people. But their Royal Highnesses, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, Will and Kate, have been on a tour around the UK visiting and encouraging uh, health workers, and they did this by train. They travelled around the UK for three days on a train making surprise visits to healthcare workers on the front line to thank them. What do you think of the notion of, of royals travelling by public transport? Is that a, is that a welcome evolution? Uh, uh, so wait, was it like just a public train? It was just like there are other people on the train, or was it like were they wearing was it a masks? Special royal train? Yeah, it was. It a- was a special royal oh, train. We'll get okay. to that. You know, they weren't just sort of crammed onto a commuter train standing up. You know, at eight in the morning. No, mm. the masks question. Um, I've seen pictures of them wearing masks during the tour, so I think it certainly at some points, but presumably when they were in their luxury royal <laughs> trade, um, no, they weren't. I mean, so what's the question? Like, do we think they should be travelling by fancy royal train or what else do they travel by? I don't know, fucking, like, space crown? What do they do? They should, just, they should do something <laughs> for the British economy. It's struggling. They should just catch Ubers everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Look... I don't know. I think there's something, even though, even though it's a special royal train, which apparently runs on biofuel, it's a sort of mm. show-offy, wanky Prince Charles project. Mm. I still like the idea of them just going on train. Like, just I just hope it was as boring as a usual train journey. I hope someone put their you know armpit in their faces and all that sort of stuff. They didn't, did they? Though definitely not. What on their special yeah. royal train that they got okay. by themselves? When I started preparing this, I thought, well, isn't that a lovely sort of touch of the common person? But no, not at all. It's not at all. So, oh, so you read? Okay, so hold on. So Dom, you read the headline. They got the train, and then you're like, "Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing it in the podcast. Let's do it." And then you like skim the article <laughs> like ten seconds ago, and you're like, "Fuck, I got it wrong." But we're still going to do no, it. I, I'd read a bit more deeply. Yeah. Uh, what I want to know is if you were an overworked. NHS worker, you'd been in a, in a COVID ward making life and death decisions, um, working very long hours. You probably contracted it yourself. How would you feel about them showing up to, to say, you know, well done, congratulations, having travelled all over the UK first, presumably to other pandemic hit areas? <laughs> to bring, a, to royal bring, super to bring a new strain of the virus to your hospital. I mean, would that, because I presume like royal fans would be touched and, and love it. Mm. And whereas other people would be like, just, just no, I don't want to take half an hour to have a cup yeah, of tea with these idiots. And Buckingham Palace was riddled with it, wasn't it? Charles had yeah. it. Wills has had it. Look, I think I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, you got to remember the royal family has survived five hundred years by doing ex- exactly this sort of shit. Like you know, a whole lot of people go into battle, and then after the battle, they go, "Oh, well, well done." Good on you. Good Keep, show. Yeah, we'll give you an award for that. Well done. <laughs> so I think I think it's very much it's in keeping. It's on with, brand. Yeah, it's very on brand. And and look, frankly, if you're worried about whether they're going to get infected, um, 
don't worry because they'll just get all the good medicine and survive, you know, so. I mean, I was impressed at Prince Charles for the first time. When he got COVID, you know, didn't use homeopathy, mm. his favourite thing. Oh, really? Did yeah, he, he actually had a proper doctor. Yeah, right. Chicken. Um, finally, they've been criticised uh, for two reasons um, because of this thing. There have been a lot of critics out there. Firstly, um, because it cost $50,000 uh, for, for the what? three days. For the three for the days. Trip. Yep. And secondly, because... They broke the health advice against unnecessary journeys. People are suggesting <laughs> yeah, this was about that. an unnecessary journey. What's the view on that? Oh, God, I don't know. I mean, they just do what they want, don't they? They're so shit. Like, why Why does anyone put up with, why do we have, we, we're still part of their monarchy. And like, they don't even come round on a, you know, they don't even go on the city circle. <laughs> So do we just all you know what I think light. they should do? They should open up. Get on the light rails. I, I reckon what they should have done is they should have got one of their horse and carriages or something like that and just given doctors and nurses lifts to the, you know, to home and to the thing. Like they should have used all the resources that they've got. That would be useful. For good. You know, get into the sharing economy. Yeah. Well, William. They could make, they could have made Buckingham Palace like a big old COVID hospital. Plenty of rooms there. Probably lots of nice ventilation. Big, yeah, big tall Queen's windows. Queen's not even there. She's been at like Windsor the whole time. And then instead of costing $50,000, they could like make $50,000. It'd be really cool. Mm. Yeah, but that would be contributing to society in a meaningful way. It's oh, no, just yeah, wait, never going to happen. Very off brand. If you want more from the Chaser, check out chaser.com.au. Whenever you like, uh, we're on. Twitter, Facebook, all the usual social platforms. You probably know this by now after months of us banging on about it. Catch you next time here on The Chase Report. See ya. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.